You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church in Jefferson Hills, and with me as always is Pastor Mark Berkshire with Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania. And we are uh, appropriately, if we if we if I get this done in time, it's going to this episode will air or drop, depending on which term you like to use, on Black Friday. And we're talking about the commercialization of Christmas. And we were just having a conversation like maybe we should define what we mean by commercialization of Christmas because there's nothing wrong with buying presents and all that kind of stuff. So when you hear the term commercialization of Christmas, which a lot of people are complaining about as that's the reason why they don't want to celebrate Christmas, what comes to mind? What comes to mind for me is just the way we have pretty much taken Christ out of Christmas. Um, it's more about gifts. It's more about um, even the new music, new songs that are out there. They're very nice, and I like them. They're, they leave Christ out of Christmas. Um, and the fact that we start Christmas before Halloween is a whole nother issue. You know, I think they put our, our Christmas decorations up here in town um, the day after Halloween or something like that. The Monday after Halloween, they put the decorations up. And it's just like, it's too, you know, we got Thanksgiving to go through. We forget about that holiday we go straight into christmas now i i did see where target is not opening up on um, thanksgiving day this year and they said they will never open up on christmas or on thanksgiving day again so i don't know why but um we we just seem to rush it we seem to put so much emphasis on the material part of Christmas that we lose sight of the real meaning of Christmas. Now I have to say this and I, I don't think she listens. So I think I'll be okay, but I'm going to tell her I said it anyway, because on the mom's podcast, I was talking to one of the moms and she said uh, for different reasons though, not, not about the commercialization. She just loves the Christmas holiday. So on Halloween night, before they had even put away all the candy they were passing out, they dragged out the Christmas tree and they started the Christmas decorating. They just loved the holiday season. She did say she was afraid she was going to get beat up because that week she was walking around with Christmas clothes on and she thought people were going to like, you can't do that, you know, because like, what about Thanksgiving? And But she said it was, it, it was okay. But um, there are the people, and I used to be like this, um, their commercialization of it has kind of soured me on it. But I used to be like that. And the moment, like, we hit the month of September, and the temperature started getting a little bit colder, 
I was like, this is the Christmas season. I love the Christmas time. I'd yeah. start listening to Christmas music and and all that stuff. But it be- has become so commercialized. When I hear commercialized, I think it has been ma- made more about money than about Christ. That's in my mind, that's that's just it. And there's nothing wrong with, with you know, we were just talking about there's nothing wrong with buying gifts for people uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, maybe, you know, like the commercials, and I put this in our book, like the commercials where the guy's buying a Buick for his wife, you know, or an SUV yeah. for his wife, and it's there's a Christmas wrapping on it. I'm thinking, wouldn't that make a better anniversary gift or birthday gift? Instead, get something God-honoring for your, you know, wife. We, we've just commercialized it so much that we made it so much about money that it's taken the joy out of wanting to celebrate the holiday. I still love it. It's just I don't get into it as much because every t- everything I try to do to get into it has been commercialized. The TV shows, the music, everything. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's just really hard for a Christian to enjoy the Christmas season uh, when it's been so commercialized. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I my nephew and his wife, their tree up, and decorated everything Halloween or either Halloween night or it might have been the day before Halloween that they had everything up. And it's like, you know, if that's what floats your boat, then fine. Because they do it for different reasons, too. They do it because they love the season. But um, I just think that we have just made it where, well, even in school, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, we used to have a big Christmas program where we invited the parents. We could sing O Little Town of Bethlehem and Silent Night and all that. And you're not allowed you're not allowed to do that in schools anymore, you know. If you have a like Christmas program, it has to be about Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and and Frosty the Snowman. It can't be about Christ. And um, that's been going on for several years, you know. So I'm just just for me, I'm I'm even okay with sing the the Santa songs, uh, watch the Santa TV shows, plop down with your kids in front of TV and watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer if they still haven't canceled that for some reason that they say it's not good to watch it because they're canceling things left and right. Watch Frosty the Snowman, but also sit down with your kids, get an advent calendar, get something that points them to Christ and remind them what the season is about. All that other stuff can be okay as long as we don't let it overshadow the true reason of the season, which is celebrating Christ. Uh, because here's the reality, everyone, like you said, all, all the non-Christians, they they turn Christmas into what they want, mm-hmm. what they want to celebrate. Um, and we allow them, we, we let it happen, even though it's about the birth of Christ. Uh, but Christians are the only ones that can put the Christ back in Christmas. We right. can't expect uh, the culture to do it, the government to do it, <coughs> schools to do it, or anyone else to do it. We are the only ones on the planet that can put the Christ back in Christmas. So if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. So to that end, uh, and I'm going to get to our book in a minute. Um, what are some good ideas or things that people can do 
to help focus on Christ again this Christmas season? Well, one of the things that I really like um, that my nephew actually started it with his then fiance, and they practice it every year now that they're married. And and I've tried to do it is start in on December 1st and read one chapter of Luke together. Um, because by the 24th, you've read all about Jesus and you know who Jesus is. Um, so you, because there's only 24 chapters in Luke. So you, you read one chapter a day together up until December 24th. Um, it's kind of a neat idea. Like you said, an advent calendar um, is a great idea. Um, just focusing on who Christ is and what he's done, starting with Thanksgiving, because that's what Thanksgiving is all about, is thanking God for who he is and what he has done for us, carrying that through. Um, the Christmas season. Those are just a few ideas I have. Well, I'm going to share uh, some of the ideas that we went through in this book. For those who don't know, myself, Mark, and uh, two other pastors, we got together and we put out a book called Unwrapping Christ at Christmas, Refreshing Your Reason to Rejoice. It's all about putting Christ back in Christmas, back to making him the center of it. And I'm actually going to read... <laughs> Part of uh, one of the chapters that Mark wrote in a minute, actually. So if, for those who don't, here's what the book is about. Uh, there's a woman named Cindy Lyon King. If uh, you from the yeah pastor's group, uh, she's a pastor's wife. Uh, and she we sent her a copy, asked her to review it. Uh, her review is actually on the back of the book. She said, what a great read. It was She put a lot longer stuff, but we shortened it. What a great read. You'll find personal stories, prayers, scripture studies traditions and i think that's 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 a key part is yeah. putting christ back into the traditions uh and she adds and thoughtful questions with answers that many people have about the season it's a great way to stir up the spirit of christmas and um in one of his chapters mark uh wrote about the fact that um you said throughout the years things have changed past 12 years you spend christmas with your sister and her husband open a few presents but the best time is just sitting and talking about the Christmases that have passed. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the one of the things that we no longer do is talk about, you know, it's kind of like a bad thing to say, oh, this is what it was like when we were growing up. Whereas yeah. you, know, you guys have made that a part of, hey, let's let's look back at the Christmases in the past. And those Christmases in the past was about family, it was about Christ, it was about uh spending time together. But you also put, it's good to have traditions as long as we remember the true meaning of what the season is really about. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ. So um, I think starting traditions that incorporate Jesus into, I mean, even if you start this Christmas, whether it be an Advent calendar or some new tradition, uh, incorporating him into your family celebration is crucial because you're setting down the foundation for uh, your family going forward. Mm -hmm. And you're making, yeah. you know, taking an intentional step to make 
Christ a part of your Christmas tradition. Right. I, I agree 100%. It, it, traditions are great. Um, and they are, they are good, make, they make good memories. But if, if we just do traditions out of habit and not filling what they were originally there for, um, especially at Christmas, most traditions are based around Christ. Um, you know, it's based around family and, and, and knowing who Christ is. Um, my train of thought just left me. I hate getting old. <laughs> well, why are you doing that? I want to read uh, another review that Bobby, we both know Bobby, we're friends with Bobby. Yeah. We sent her a copy. She's actually moving to Texas, so uh, she's still going to be a part of our congregation just from afar. Um, and I told her I still have a couple of books I'm working on. Uh, we have book projects we're working on, and I'm still going to send them to her for her to read, review, and get her feedback. Uh, here's what she wrote. Her review also is on the back of our book, Unwrapping Christ at Christmas. She wrote, I think the concept of needing to put Christ back in Christmas is one that we all need to be reminded of because we do tend to get caught up in the hubbub of Christmas and overlook what the true meaning and purpose of celebrating Christmas is all about. And she adds this, I liked reading about the Christmas traditions because in the book, we each share some of our you know, favorite Christmas traditions that we grew up with, things that we like to do. But she also has this, I did like how the devotional ended with the question and answer section. This spoke directly to why we celebrate Christmas and that it is about Christ and not the how or the when. And there's a question and answer with some of the most common questions that people ask, like, why are we doing it on the 25th? The Bible doesn't say celebrate the birth of Christ. So why are we doing it? We talk about that uh, in specificity in the book, but I wanted to also share this chapter uh, because we're talking about traditions and um, in it, we share some of our favorite Christmas verses, uh, prophecies, a bunch of stuff. Uh, but I put in, um, and a lot of people don't think this is a Christmas verse, but I haven't preached on it last year. I put in verses from Esther because in Esther chapter nine, it says, Mordecai recorded these things. He sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far. And then it goes down and it says he was obliging them to keep the 14th day of the month of Adar, also the 15th day of the same year by year, as the days on which the Jews got relief from their enemies. Some versions say were saved from their enemies. And as the month that had been turned for them from sorrow into gladness, from mourning into a holiday, and that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and gifts to the poor. And I equated this and said, even though, you know, they're talking about something different, that's what Christmas is. It's a day where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, because with his birth, um, salvation was given to man from the birth of Christ, and that we celebrate that the same way. It should be repeatedly celebrated with, with sending gifts to people, um, gladness, and, and, you know, we go overboard with decorating and sleigh riding and all that other stuff. But it's, it's a time of celebration. It's a time of us looking back at what Christ has done and saying, hey, this is worth rejoicing about. Um, and it's worth spending that time with family and with friends just celebrating 
but the celebration is useless if it's not about Christ. If we're just celebrating that I can give gifts to you and you can give gifts to me and we can do, you know, white elephant gift exchanges with our coworkers, we can do that any other day of the year. Yeah. The exactly. whole reason we're celebrating and rejoicing is because, uh, you know, our savior, the savior of humanity was born. Yeah. And, and that's the important thing. Um, You've heard me teach on this and preach on this before, where for those of you who don't get into the Christmas spirit for whatever reason, for um, you know, and, and you say, I just don't like this time of the year. It's not my time of the year. It's okay for you to feel that way. Yeah. As long as you're celebrating Jesus Christ for who he is. Um, I'm one of those that Christmas isn't one of those years, those things for me. We've talked about that last year on the podcast. Um, but I celebrate it because of who Jesus is, not because I feel like celebrating it. Yeah, and uh, for those that don't know, again, Mark actually put some of that information uh, in the book that it's okay not to, you know, be all joyous if you're dealing with, you know, some people are dealing with loss, some people are dealing with economic hardship, some people are dealing with, you know, where I'm I'm just trying to put food on the table and diapers on my kid. I don't have the resources to go and start giving gifts and presents, even from the right. dollar store. So um, it's not a joyous time for some people. Some people are, are reminded of the loss of family members um, because that's the time of the year when uh, when they pass. So, um, and, and I appreciate you going into that in the book because it's a lot, uh, or excuse me, it's not often talked about and it's right. often looked over and I'm no disrespect. Cause I've done this myself What a lot of congregations will do is pick one weekend and do what they call a blue Christmas where they talk about it, but yeah. then that's it. It's like, okay, right. you talked about it this one Sunday, but there's a whole season on people are dealing with that pain and that anguish and that frustration uh, and, 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 you know, some spiraling into depression, some just feeling lonely. Um, so yeah. that's one of the things that needs to be talked about more frequently. Cause that's also, it's, it's a part of why Christ came yeah. so that we don't have to go through that alone so that he can give us his peace when we're going through that, whether it be this season or any other season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I hear the first Christmas song on the radio or something on TV, it immediately sets me off to, oh, great, it's that time of the year again, <laughs> you know? And when Hallmark puts Christmas movies on in July and keeps them going until Christmas, you just get tired of it. You get, you know, because you're tired of, you're frustrated with, with different things or depressed about different things through the season, then when you extend the season, it just makes it worse for you, you know? And, and what I'm saying is it's okay to feel that way. Don't live in that space. Don't park your vehicle in that space. Get out and move. Keep moving forward. Don't stay stuck in that this season is terrible. Days. 
So uh, let me ask you this. What are some other things people can do to help kind of put the Christ back in Christmas? Well, like I said, I think, you know, just getting into the word and, and starting to understand who Jesus is will be a big step. Um, start, maybe start on the 1st of December and start giving. You know, it could be just a $5 McDonald's card. Give something that is a sacrifice for you. You know, don't just give out of your excess, give out of sacrifice. Um, and then uh, they'll be around friends and family. That's what this is all about, being around friends and family and talk about Christ uh, with your friends and family. Don't just get together just to get together, which is fine. I love getting together just to get together, but but bring Christ into the into the party with you. Don't leave him at the front door. Yeah, and I will I will add this. Um, yeah, I think that's a great idea to, like you said, give out of not just giving out of your excess. You know, give out of make it make it something that's meaningful that costs you something um to give uh i've i've i know i'm I'm talking a lot about our book and people might think oh you're just trying to sell copies of your book and i i've, I've actually done the math on this i have given away more copies than we have sold um yeah. just because people are like oh i wish i could afford your book and i'm like i want you to have it i want you to see the validity of what we've written and what we've put together so I've mailed out copies to people. I've mailed out some to some people overseas that just happened to follow on uh, Instagram or TikTok and said, oh, I wish I could have a copy. And that's not cheap either. And right. I didn't ask them to pay for it. I'm like, hey, I want <coughs> to have this because I want you to experience what we put together and what the word of God says. And um, yeah, it, it's not about, hey, we're going to get rich and we want to make money. It's about, hey, we want you to have this if this will help you um, kind of equip you to focus on putting the Christ back in Christmas. And I want to read one more review because we did a book signing and uh, a local lady from here came and got a copy. I don't have permission to use her name, but and I don't think she listens to the podcast anyway, but I won't use her name. Yeah. Uh, and she wrote a review. She like got it. And then I, I had messaged her, I think, the next day and said, hey, thank you so much for coming out to buy a copy of the book at the book signing. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I finished it. It was a great book. And she had already posted this review. Uh, and she wrote, the pastors in this book give us a quick peek into just what Christmas season has meant for them through the years by sharing stories of family and their faith. It's relatable for the average person. And it helps remind us why we celebrate the season and also guides us with scripture readings that they break down into layman's terms very nicely and prayers for you to reflect upon. It's the perfect length to read over a few hours to bring you back to the true meaning of celebration this season. And I'm like, to me, that's the most, I mean, because she gets, she's like, yes, mission accomplished. Uh, 
you guys said you wanted to help, you know, unwrap Christ at Christmas. And for her, she's like, yeah, this brought me back to the true meaning of what the season is all about. And I'm like, ka-ching, mission accomplished. Thank you, Jesus. Because that's that's the whole point of the book. That's what we were uh, trying to do. So I'm so glad that it was able to do that uh, for at least one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that that like you said, that's the whole reason. I mean, it, for me, it's more important that the word gets out than it is for us to make any money because we're not making, we're not going to get rich off of this. We're not going to get, um, you know, this is just get the word of Jesus Christ out um the gospel message and that's that's what we should be doing no matter what we do you know if you're if you're a cashier at walmart you should be getting the word of jesus christ out um through your actions through word and and again that's what it, it it's sad and it's sad for a pastor to think that this is the only time of the year that people are joyful about coming to church they like the christmas music they like the carols they like the things and they they like coming to church because the decorations are up the manger scenes and the, the advent candles and whatnot and this is why they come to church then in january they stop coming again because all of that's gone that's part of a commercialism that we don't think about yeah yeah, uh, and and it's I kind of I I I I do blame some of that on them, uh, but yes. I also do blame some of that on on the pulpit. Um, I think I can think of a handful of times throughout the year already that I've referenced and talked about the birth of Christ so much so that I'm like, at one I I don't remember which one it was. It was some something I was preaching through, and I referenced and talked about. The birth of Christ and and what it meant. Oh, we're talking about evangelism, you know, because the shepherds went out and right told. But um, and I was like, I gotta rein that in because otherwise I won't have anything to talk about on Christmas because I've already talked about the birth of Christ in so much detail. But um, I think that's also on on the people. If all they're coming for is for that seasonal thing, there's not a whole lot we can do to change that. But if we're yeah. encouraging that. Um, then yeah, that that's kind of on the pulpit. Yeah, um, and, and I agree. I agree. I mean, it is. It is. It's partially the culture, partially the the pulpit. We've just gotten too busy with with life um, that we forget who gave us the life to be busy with. Um, because that, that's the, that's the whole thing, you know, um, and, and I hear it all the time that, you know, we got to get the kids to swimming. We got to get the kids to soccer. We got to get the kids here, there, wherever gymnastics dance. And we don't have time to sit down and do a devotional every night with the kids. We don't have time to, to, to talk with the kids about. Christ all the time because we're always moving. And, and I suggest to them, 
get a tape or get, or that's old me, <laughs> old fashioned me, get a tape, the CD or get get uh, download something on your phone and play it in the car while you're going to the dance, while you're going to soccer, while you're going to whatever it is, basketball. Play that little devotional in the car and you spent five minutes instead of fighting, you spent five minutes of talking about Jesus. Yeah, and I think most people just have it in their heads that to do so, there has to be some kind of formal Bible study, whatever, to talk to their kids about Jesus. No, you don't. I mean, you just have to, whatever you're talking about, just related to, hmm, I wonder what God would think about that or would god be okay with what i just did and ask your children that or um you know i wonder is there a way i could have done this differently that would be more pleasing to god or you know just just throw in the questions and the conversations and make if we made christ a part of our regular daily life we wouldn't have to put the christ back in christmas and and that's one that again for that i blame the pulpit and 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 the church But I do want to bring up, uh, because I know we're talking about Christmas, and I hate to make it sound like we're pushing all our books on you, but if there are people that are kind of struggling spiritually and you're you're down, uh, Mark and I just put out a book called 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. I was about to hold up the book and show it to you. But they're not going to see it, just right? <laughs> but because uh, I'm used to making TikTok videos about it. But um, uh, the whole purpose of that is to strengthen the faith of people who are reading it. Uh, not like a 20 minute a day thing, you know, two to three minutes a day with this. And then 21 days, the time it takes to create a habit, you know, or break a habit. You can create a new habit of just spending time with God, of increasing your faith with him. Um, and I actually sent out a couple of copies of this because I was doing a TikTok live and there was a woman who was talking about some of the stuff she was going through and struggling with. And I was like, hey, um, not to not to, you know, weird you out. But if if you message me and send me your address, I will send you a copy of the book because I think it will help you. And she did message me. And I said, I don't want you to feel weird if you're uncomfortable giving me your address because you don't know me. But I want you to have a copy of this because I think it will help you. And she said, well, you know what? Let me go look for it. And she's supposedly went and looked for it on Amazon and said, I found it. I just bought a copy. Um, I was like, okay, that's great. But um, I've given away copies of this as well to people who are like, well, I'm struggling. I'm dealing with a lot of whatever, because I think it's going to help increase their their faith. Right. So, uh, if you're one of those people, it's called Faith Responders Presents uh, 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. Um and it it's designed, it's a devotional design to help you spend some time with God, spend some time in his word and increase your faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you know, both, both of our books are on Amazon. But um, if you don't have the money, if you're listening to us and you don't have the money, but you said, I really would like to reach out to one of us. We'll send you a copy. Uh, yeah. One or both. Um, yeah. Because the... That's what it's about. Um, it's about helping others. And that's what the season is about. That's what Christian life is about. Um, I'm about I'm about ready to quit using the word Christian altogether because the world has made it such a bad name. 
and go with Christ follower, but that's what we are. We are to follow Christ in his footsteps. That's what it's about. And Christ was all about giving. He was never about receiving. Um, I, I made a mention in, in my sermon on Sunday. I think I think it was Sunday I made a mention. Might have been some other place. But the Apostle Paul was sitting in a Philippian jail. Didn't have any money, anything. He was down and out. And the people of Thessalonica sent him an offering. And it wasn't, and he, re, he, he said to them, I'm glad you sent this to me. And I appreciate it. He didn't let them know that he was in need. He only let the father know. And when you, leave, when you let God know what's going on, God will supply those needs in a way that he is, in a way that's always right and on time. So God supplied Paul's need even without Paul saying anything to anybody else about that need. So what I said all that to say, what we want to do with our books is to supply the need for you. And if you can't afford that need, we want to give that need, that answer to you. Yeah. Now I will also say this, cause you just set this up perfectly. Um, Last last episode, we started with a segment called, what are you preaching? Because people always ask pastors, oh, what are you preaching on this Sunday? Um, and we didn't do that at the beginning of this episode. So we'll close with that this episode. And I will share uh, what I'm preaching on because you just set that up perfectly about God supplying your need. I'm actually not preaching this Sunday uh, because a few weeks ago, I was praying that, you know, it would be awesome, God. I didn't I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell Christy. I was just praying it would be awesome if I could just have a music group come in and have them kind of like just play and just do a Christian concert that Sunday morning. Um, and I just didn't have to come up with a sermon. And it would be a great way because we're going to decorate. It's kicking off Advent, that whole thing. Uh, it would be a great way to do that. Um, and I, that was, I think, either the day before or two days before we did the book signing. At the book signing, your friends, Brad and Laney, came walking in and you were like, hey, Floyd, these are the guys that did the concert at my church. And I'm like, no way. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, hey, are you guys available? Uh, and Brad was like, yeah, just reach out to me. I don't know if he expected me to reach out to him or not, but I emailed him like the next day. He got back to me. Uh, they came and, and checked out the sound equipment, make sure we had everything they needed. And so I'm not preaching this Sunday because, you know, like you just said, I didn't I didn't let anyone know this was a need. I just, God, this would be so awesome if I could find a musical group. But all the musical groups that I've used in the past have either retired or moved away or are no longer doing that. Yeah. Like, it would be great, but I have no idea how this is going to work. And within a day or two, God literally walked the answer in front of me. So, um, and, and you will enjoy them. I'm, I know you will. So, um, they, they're, they're good people. Yeah. And I, I, I am looking forward to it. Um, so that's what I'm preaching on. I'm not, <laughs> I'm actually going to yes. be listening to Brad and Laney just, uh, kind of lead us in a Christian concert as they, uh, lead us in worshiping God. So, but what are you preaching on on Sunday? Preaching on the hope of Christmas, um, starting my Advent series, 
and we'll light hope candle this this week. And uh, I'm going to be preaching on the hope of Christmas um, out of Isaiah chapter nine. Um, Without Christ, there is no hope. But with it, with Christ, all hope is available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Any final thoughts on the commercialization of Christmas? The only thing I would say is just do your best. And I struggle with this too. To do your best to keep Christ focused during this holiday. Try not to get frustrated with cashiers, with waitresses, with family members, but keep Christ focused because everyone else is going through things too. You're not just the only one going through them. So keep Christ focused. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's a good thing. And, um, Again, not to judge or criticize anybody, but if you're, if God has blessed you so much that you could buy your spouse a car for Christmas, maybe save that for a birthday, save that for uh, an anniversary gift, you know, save that for, and if you're that blessed where you could just do it for no reason, it's just a Friday. So here you go. Save it for that. Make the gifts, you know, it doesn't, not every single gift has to be about Christ. You could still give the kids, the toys and this, that, and the other, but also maybe give them a personalized Bible. Uh, maybe, you know, find gifts that include Christ. Um, I mean, if you're that blessed where you could give your spouse a Buick, maybe instead, um, you know, take a trip to the Holy Land and spend some time, you know, finding out more about where Christ walked or, uh, you know, do do something else for another person send another person in your congregation who doesn't have the resources to uh, a christian concert or you know something like that just just <clears throat> do the other gifts but make at least one or some of the gifts something that will reflect the love of christ and make it about christ yeah amen amen mm-hmm. all right so i'm going to ask uh, mark to close us and then we will be done Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that we can share with one another openly and, Lord, that we can um, get your word out. Lord, I pray for each one who listens to our podcast, um, Lord, that they would just be blessed. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to keep Christ in Christmas this year uh, like never before. Lord, I believe that you know, we we celebrate your first coming and your coming to this earth. We also look forward to your second coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lord, we thank you that you promised us that you would come again and take us to be where you are. And we're looking so forward to that. So we ask, Lord, that you come, uh, come quickly so that we can be with you uh, in heaven. And we pray, Lord, now that you would just be with us as we uh, end this podcast, that um, we will keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Okay. 